to the Off the Rails podcast, a deep dive into dynasty, death, and other degenerate forms of fantasy football. Please welcome your hosts, Ben and James. Off the Rails podcast, talking about what a fucking football on. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Off the Rails podcast, a deep dive into Devi, Dynasty, and all other degenerate forms of fantasy football. My name is James, and I'm one of your hosts, and our other host is Ben. Hey, Ben, how are you doing? I'm good, James. How are you doing? I'm doing great, man. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm really excited to be, uh, to be digging in here. Uh, today we're going to be covering our uh, first half of the third round of of rookie drafts, uh, twenty five through thirty. For those of you that are listening for the first time, um, we have covered our first twenty four prospects in uh, in four different podcasts previously. So please go back and listen to those. Uh, please also, if you do like our page, go uh, rate our podcast, subscribe. Uh, any of those things, leave comments, please. We'll get back to those comments. Once we start getting those, uh, we can start responding to any of those comments that you guys have. If you want to put questions in there, um, it'll be an opportunity for us to engage with you, the listener. Ben, anything else uh, you think we should add to uh, to our listeners here before we start digging in? Nope. I think you have done a good job covering. Uh, thank you for your validation. I, uh, I appreciate that. So should we uh, should we go ahead and, and dig in here to uh, our twenty fifth prospect? I think so. I mean, before we do, generally high level, how do you feel about the third round? I mean, dude, it's pretty exciting. Still, I, um, I think there's some guys. Yeah, and uh, there were a few guys here that that I'll get into that that really I see creeping up in my rankings. Um, uh-huh. especially post post combine, you know, when we were doing this exercise, working our way through, I was trying to cover as many prospects as I could in advance of, uh, the other podcasts that we did. I didn't, uh, you know, always get to all the guys, uh, that we've gone here. I've gone, um, about I think 45 players deep at this point. Uh, there'll be more guys that will continue to to show up here. But um, and once I've watched a few more guys and got an opportunity to compare them to the other guys I've covered to this point, I uh, I certainly um, you know we'll be doing a re rank here in, in in a couple of weeks once once the combine happens, and I'm actually really excited to do that so that um, it'll be a little even more reflective of of how I feel of of this class. What about you? Oh yeah, dude. For sure, for sure, the combine needs to happen. I, you know, especially when you get into this range, man, it's like you're evaluating the tape. You're making your best guess as far as what you think this guy possesses uh, in terms of his athleticism, and it's a little bit of a challenge. I, you know, so I like it, it gets to this point, and I need I start needing to have more of those separators. Like, dude, show me wh- what sure. you know he's going to run the forty. Show me what his draft capital is going to be. Show me the situation he's going to land in. So, um, that said, yeah, man. There's still some good players here. Um, I'm excited to find out James, like the first person who I don't have ranked at all, who like ends up in my second round or something like that after you know the combine of the draft. Because like, oh, I know. it's almost it's almost bound to happen. Um, it will, but it will. And there, you know, there are always even guys like we're going to go through this whole ranking process and everything, and, and the dynasty community does this all the time. And then uh, post draft you know, somebody gets taken that, you know, wasn't even really heavily involved in, uh, in the process before, you know, I think of Deontay Johnson last year. Yeah. I mean, that's when, a good one. when this, when the Steelers took him in, in the third round, I think I was, I was like, wait a minute, who, who is this guy? <laughs> yeah, dude, it was, it was bad. I was like a little like, yeah, ashamed. Cause it, I, I, it wasn't a guy that was like super on my radar to be, to, to go early. And I mean, he played well this year, so it's like, yeah, obviously, it's it's tough. There's so many fucking college football teams, man. It's literally impossible to watch all of the games, uh, you know, impossible to catch all of the guys, and so sometimes people just slip through the cracks. So 
Also, that is what it is. But, but we've done our best, and I feel pretty good about my list. I feel good about the guys that I've got represented here. So I do too. And uh, and then just to add here again, uh, we've mentioned this in previous podcasts, but Ben and I have always gone through this ranking process together, um, and <laughs> a lot of times, even even watching tape together, trying to uh, to get our feel for these players and and, and mind meld a little bit. For all these podcasts, Ben and I have kept our rankings from each other uh, before we are doing this to surprise each other and to uh, to give you, the listener, our honest reactions and assessments from each other. So uh, we've mentioned this before, but uh, honestly, really excited to be able to start sharing my feelings on prospects with you in, in advance yeah. and to be able to talk to you about it again. Because uh, that's uh, certainly even put a damper on uh, you and I being able to to converse and and, and talk here in the off season. So um, for sure, man, I want to show you my like spreadsheet that I have put together through all of this. It's detailed, you know. It's it's going to be fun to like have all all of this stored record. So yeah, me 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 too, man. Like pulling in all the all the uh, the college production and everything. I've got I've got it all organized, and I'm hoping to. Uh, to have it at a place that uh, for the listeners, you'll be able to to see like production and everything. I'm trying to get a clean uh, way to to organize everything, but uh, hoping to get it to a point where it is uh, a beautiful piece of uh, of spreadsheet spreadsheet magic. So uh, you and I both oh, yeah. work in Excel a decent amount uh, professionally, so it'll yes. it'll be fun to to kind of play around in there a little bit more. And, uh, and and get all that information in, in one place for, for us and for the listener. Totally agree. All right, man. So how do you want to actually kick off these rankings? Are we ready to kick off these rankings? I, I think so. Okay. Uh, I kind of feel like I should start mostly because I have guys both at 25 and 26 that you have already ranked. <laughs> you want to know what's funny about that? What? So I have, do you. I have guys at 25 and 26 that you've already ranked also. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So you okay. just you just do your 25. I'll do my 25. You do your 26. All right. All right. That yeah. sounds good. Yeah. yeah. That sounds good. I'm going to do just like a minor. I know like we, we mostly refer people back to the previous episodes, and I, I, I'm going to do that as well, but I might do a minor recap on these guys. But Please do. I've got uh, Anthony McFarland. Running back from Buffalo is my 25. I can't remember exactly where you had him on your list. Maybe you could refresh me, but you had Mar- him in Maryland. In the, Maryland. Oh, Maryland. What did I say? You said Buffalo. Okay. Scratch that. Tim, fix that. I'm not off, that stupid. Off, <laughs> off to a hot start. <laughs> oh, shit. I, it's funny, James, because like I wrote in all of these schools on everybody in here, and for some reason, next to Anthony McFarland, I had Buffalo question mark, and, and I didn't <laughs> I didn't feel necessary to actually like look into whether or not that was the school he went to. Well, I know wasn't. that he played in Maryland. He did, okay. play, he did play in Maryland. That's right. Okay. I know he played in Maryland. Um, yeah, dude, so he's he's an interesting guy. I you know, and I already mentioned this on I think it was what where did you say you have him ranked? Was it the last podcast we did? Yeah, so I have him as my uh 18th overall prospect. Yeah, yeah. So that would have been the last podcast. And uh I, you know, I I would want to put him higher. He possesses a really, really interesting skill set. Um you know, I, I he's very explosive. He's got sudden cuts and things like that. Obviously, he's got next level speed, man. I think he's gonna be. I think I mentioned this on the last podcast. I think he's you know gonna run in the four threes somewhere. Um, for me, the you know the only reason I didn't have him higher, you know, is just that that size at one ninety eight, five nine one ninety eight. I you know just I think there's legitimate concerns about what a a touch count for that guy at, at a game to game level, you know, uh, in the NFL is gonna actually look like. Um, totally understand. You just, yeah, you just don't see a lot of it. So, and and this is the thing is you could, he may show up to the combine and be two Oh five and I'd be completely changing my tune. Um, also, you know, he may show up to the combine at one ninety eight, And by the time he's entering into his rookie year, he's like two Oh seven. So, I mean, you know, I, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna sit there and, and put too much stock into it as of right now, but it's like, yeah, man, the weight's a factor. So ben, that's my 25. Ben, uh, on the last couple of podcasts, you've really challenged me about this uh, this size with the running backs, and uh, you know whether or not guys at around that two hundred pound range can succeed at the next level. Uh, Did you like put together a list? Please tell me you put together a list. I mean, it's a small list, but I do have a list okay. here. I, uh, okay, let's hear it. I uh, yeah. So I felt um, 
was a little frustrated that I wasn't more prepared for that question before because I, I knew I knew I know how you feel about running backs re- reasonable to, to feel that way. But uh-huh. um, it certainly was something that caught me more off guard than than it should have. Uh, and so, yeah, I, I took some time here in, in advance of this podcast to um, to try and uh, and and put a little more context around it. So, right, so let's hear it. So the first guy uh, under 200, significantly under 200, uh, he, he was a surprise to everybody as an undrafted rookie. It's okay. Philip Lindsay. Fine, fine. Yeah, and that's, and that's a fine example. It is. Um, and I don't know if you want to get into more about Philip Lindsay. My immediate rebuttal to that is that, like, yeah, I mean, despite how good he was as a rookie and how efficient he was, he was like, you know, probably overly, overly efficient. Uh, And I think he regressed back to more like what you could probably expect on a season to season basis this past year. And he was usable in certain weeks, but difficult to predict which weeks those are going to be. And it it was because of a a touch count uh, situation. And so I, you know, again, I honestly, it's like, yeah, is he an exception? Sure. Also, maybe he's an exception that proves the rule that, yeah, that may be true, but he he's at one ninety. he's five, eight, one ninety. So that's, 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 is that what that's is what, that he what was, you think he actually weighs right now, though? That's what he, he was at at the Combine, and that is what he is he listed looks, at on the Broncos website. Okay, okay, okay. That's fair. Um, because, so I, I went through and I did that for, for it, each, it each of these guys me, though, on this list. It admits me, though, that like he plays far far more physical than his size would indicate. Yes, and uh, and I think that that's the case with Anthony McFarland also. So who else is on your list? Uh, we, you know, we, he was the first guy I thought of before, but Devin Singletary, five seven two oh three, and uh, and so he's, you know, right right there at that size. Um, you know, with with Anthony McFarland too, I think part of it is 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 down at that size, like at at uh, five eight, um, and you know, being built a little bit more. Uh, so he's number two, but the guy that I really want to point to, and this may. I don't know if it's going to change your view on it or whatever. The number one overall fantasy running back last year, Christian McCaffrey, was 5'11", 202 at the Combine and is listed Uh at 5'11", 205 on the Panthers website. I mean, dude, I refuse to put Christian McCaffrey as any sort of evidence as to why this particular body size would work just, just because of how extreme of an outlier he is. I, you know, and that's the thing is at the end of the day here, man, it's like, he is the one guy on your list that is actually legitimately go forward fantasy relevant. And like, you know, Devin Singletary, you could find, make an argument there. Although like, honestly, I think he is a candidate to have a guy drafted, not necessarily over him, but alongside him in this upcoming draft and eat into his touches. Uh, you know, Christian McCaffrey is the one guy where it's like, yeah, he's a fucking Iron Man at the position, more touches than anybody else the last two years, and yeah, he did it at this lower weight. Now, like, I, if if you asked what he weighs right now, I bet he's closer to two ten. Uh, maybe so, but I just went off the Panthers website. Is that what it says currently on the Panthers website? It is, is. what two hundred two, two hundred five, two hundred five. Okay, okay. Yeah, I mean, dude, e- even two hundred five. I, you know, that's a seven pound difference from one ninety eight. I, you know, I'm not going to sit there and say that's like, you know night and day and all the difference, but it certainly means something. And again, I, I'm not sitting there and saying that Anthony McFarland couldn't put that on. I'm like openly admitting that that's a possibility. So. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a four pound difference between what he was at at the combine. So, and, and for me, it, it also, you know, it goes to the, you know, Benjamin, uh, you know, kind of your, your, your feelings on him too, not just Anthony McFarland. Uh, those, those, yeah. those two guys, I think they're both going to come in right at 200. And, uh, and I know, you know, Eno's senior bowl weight was, was scary, um, I'm ex- they're they're both going to be at the combine. I'm I'm excited to uh, to see what they actually weigh in at, and then and then uh, you know what they run from there. But uh, yeah, I, I definitely you know I just you challenged me, so I went in and, and tried to find some evidence. Um, I understand not you know wanting Christian or like you know having Christian McCaffrey as an outlier because he is. I mean that was the one thing pre draft that everybody was like, man, can this guy really hold up in the NFL? Um, and yeah, his touch load has been the largest touch load of, of anybody in, in the NFL the last two years. And, uh, and, he's, uh, and he's just cruising along. So did, did you look at anybody else like outside of current active players, like guys within like the, whatever re- recent memory, last 10, 20 years or something? No, I mean, I had, uh, you know, 
LaShawn McCoy was one that I had talked about uh, before. He's like more at 205, yeah, 207. Um, no, he's, he's heavier than that. Um, again, just, just going what he weighed at at the combine. That's, that's what I that's what I looked at. Um, so, no. And, you know, again, a lot of the premise of this for me is that the NFL is changing. 100%. And- so, like, that's, that's what I was trying to drive at here is it's like, is this a trend where we are going to start seeing guys at dude, a wide variety of weight ranges find more success in the NFL because of how less brutal of a game it is today than it was even five years ago, 10 years ago, especially 20 years ago, especially, you know, and is, is there a place for these guys that typically would have not had the size to withstand the pounding of a full NFL season prior to some of the the recent rule changes that favor offensive players. And I I think those are legitimate questions to ask. I think that like, yeah, I cannot totally write off these, those three guys that you mentioned um, as, as total outliers. Uh, You know, it could be, it could be an upcoming trend. So I, you know, Anthony McFarland is fluid for me. I I do like, like I said, do like him, do like the player. Uh, Yeah. And you know, it'll be, it'll be the same thing uh, when we talk about, you know, Benjamin. So, well, we, yeah, I guess you, Okay. So I mean, fuck, fuck it. Just let, just let me do it. I, yeah. cause he's my 26. Okay. So I've got, I've got, Eno at 26 and like, yeah, I mean, it is literally for the exact same reasons. I don't think he is going to be like a, a plus athlete generally. I think he's going to run like in the high four fives or something like that. He does you know, on tape to me. He doesn't seem like he is athletically explosive. Um, I would but agree. He does have he does have some of the like yeah do best gamesmanship. I mean it's like this guy knows the fucking game of football. He knows what to do. His instincts are fantastic, man. He's, Subtle he's movements got, like, are incredible. Oh dude, he's he's got a huge skill set of like moves that he can deploy when he's in the open field, and he's smart. He's got good vision and patience, and every everything that you'd want in a running back. He's got um, dude good good actually great. Uh, pass catching experience. That was something where it was like once I actually started digging into the stats, I realized how good it was. But he yep. had a fourteen point four percent market share in that passing. Game. That's ninety second percentile for running backs. And so, you know, obviously that's that is something that we are well aware that the NFL wants and looks for. And so, yeah, man, I, you know, yeah. the, the, with these two guys that we're talking about here, the, weight weight is everything for me. Uh, if if I felt like they were more in the two oh fives or something along those lines. Um, you know, they could both be second rounders. So, yeah. so and everyone can, uh, again, listen to our past podcasts where, where I outlined both. Uh, it was two podcasts ago at the beginning of the third round where, you know, was and uh, McFarland also. Uh, and then just tacking on there about when you're talking about passing game production. And it was something I hit with, with, you know, Benjamin before, but he caught 35 balls uh, in 2018. And then this last year he caught 42 so I mean that's uh, yeah that's pretty elite production from uh, from a running back in in college and that's something that I think will uh, will will bring his stock up. Um, so uh, yes, everyone, please go back and, and and listen to those those two episodes, and uh, and then I'll just tack on my uh, my twenty five and twenty six and, and and briefly hit on them here. Uh, my twenty five is Tua Tagovailoa. Again, this is not uh, me not liking him, the prospect. I love him as a quarterback. Uh, we both, you know, we talked about him at length in the last one. This is just the way that I value quarterbacks. Um, and again, you know, he may he may go up a little bit more. Uh, I just, I don't tend to draft quarterbacks in uh, in the second round of, of rookie drafts. Third round is where I, I feel much more comfortable doing that in our, in our one quarterback, you know, standard league. Um, so that's why he lands there at, at 25 for me. And then uh, at 26, I have Michael Pittman, who you had, uh, you had much higher. He's somebody who may, may go higher for me the, you know, the, more, the more I watch here, again, seeing how he runs. Um, but just uh, you know, certainly deserves to be drafted back into second rounds, early, early third rounds, in, in my opinion. Uh, I can't remember exactly where you had him before. Um, I had him pretty high. I had him at 18. Okay. So, yeah. So, people can go back and listen to uh, our conversations about him also. Uh, but I definitely wanted to, you know, he deserves to be talked about in that second round conversation. He just missed the cut for me. And that's uh, that's why he lands here at, at 26. And I think you'll, um, having, having two uh, at 25, um, again, that's just uh, how I value quarterbacks and, and, and why he's landed there. Uh, anything else you want to add about our 25 and 26 before we actually dig into the to the meat here 
of, uh, no, of our rankings. To, I'm ready to ready to eat some meat. All right, man. Uh, why don't you go ahead and uh, kick us off with your 27? I right, so at 27, I've got a guy that I feel like is currently relatively controversial. Uh, AJ Dillon, running back from Boston College. Yeah. Um, this is a dude that you and I both loved uh like through the devy process like after watching his freshman tape yeah he broke he was out one of those as a guys freshman. that came in oh dude he came in as a freshman and just fucking dominated i uh, hold on, i'm gonna i've got his stats pulled up here he had i mean do they gave him the rock 300 times he ran it for 1589 yards and 14 touchdowns this is as as a true freshman um and like dude came came into college football like sized like a full-grown man i he's six know, foot 250 him, is what he's listed at. yeah six foot they've got him listed at six foot 250 and he is like every single like pound of that i like i have uh i have not seen a man with like thighs like that guy like he makes he makes saquon's quads look like mine you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah he does he does oh uh, dude you know who he reminds me of oh god this is, a, this is the throwback we'll see yes uh do you remember Jamal Anderson? I mean, dude, how Falcons? could you not? For, how could you not remember Jamal Anderson? Hell yeah, dude! The original Dirty Bird. That yeah, shit. Uh, that motherfucker had legs, and that's that's who this guy actually reminds me of. They're, they're pretty similar builds. Um, and uh, yeah, dude, he's AJ Dillon. Like you know, he's not going to run crazy fast. I don't think. I you know, I think he's probably close to that like four six type of thing. But when he gets up and going, full head of steam or whatever, he's moving quick, dude. And like he breaks away from guys. He definitely has what I'd consider functional breakaway speed. Yeah. He definitely um, has that fifth, sixth gear, whatever you want to say. Yeah, that he turns yeah, on the Jets and he outruns DBs. He does. He outruns DBs. But like what it's what it's all about with this guy and what what you really want, what you're really getting is his physicality. And it's like he will absolutely pound the rock between the tackles and he will run through guys, over guys. I mean, he is just a horse. And like I I uh he is controversial. I mentioned that earlier. Uh, and you know, a lot of the reason for that I feel like is related to his passing game usage yep. or lack yeah. thereof. And it's like, I listed off that crazy freshman season that he had. You want to know how many receptions he had his freshman year? Uh, I've got it in front of me, but why don't you just tell the people? Okay. It's, it's zero. It's zero, zero <laughs> it receptions was. for zero yards. It was zero. I mean, dude, it's like, I mean, when you talk about the guys, that's like, oh, that guy doesn't catch the football. Usually what you mean is he caught the football like 12 times that year kind of thing. You know, it's like you don't usually mean he literally never caught a football. I know. Um, I know. You know, I mean, he he did have uh, eight eight for 41, you know, the next year. And then he had this past year. I will give him credit. You know, they got him in, involved in like the most whatever token manner. And he got 13 for 195, which is um, 15 a reception. So, yeah, no, no, no. no. I mean, that piece of things is impressive. I, you know, for me. When it comes to running backs in the passing game usage, man, I, I get it. Like, look, if you're sitting there and you're looking at like a DeAndre Swift type who has like like a a greater than average skill set, we're talking like a plus level skill set, like a guy you think you can send out there to run routes and do special things in the passing game. Okay, that guy gets huge check marks. But you know what, man? I'm like past the point here of people sitting there and being like, oh, that guy didn't catch footballs. He must not be able to do it. It's like, no, fuck that. That's not, that wasn't the offense that they that played at Boston College. Yeah. I am going to go ahead and sit there and say, this guy is an NFL caliber athlete. That is not in question. Nope. It's like, I think they can teach him how to at least do the dump down type of passing game work. And um, I'm not, I'm not overly concerned about that. Or I would, I would at least be willing to take that gamble because I think he's like such an exciting package as the running back side of him. You know, I agree, man. And, and uh, you know, <laughs> my notes, uh, just this dude is huge for an RB. Like that's just Dude, like he's huge he's for just, just a human he's, being. He's, yeah, he's he's a linebacker playing playing running back. Uh, you know, you did the the Jamal Anderson comparison. I don't want to put him in this guy's range, but I mean, maybe. And he had a lot of the same concerns coming out of college. But Derrick Henry, like if he is yeah. if he is given the opportunity to run the rock, nobody can tackle him, and he's a stud. And you know what, man, his skill set may be mostly two down and yeah like you said hopefully he can learn to to catch those those dump downs but you know what man this guy's going to be a touchdown vulture at the next level i mean you know just give him the ball in the red zone and he's just going to power through people and that's the thing man i i feel like worst case scenario he's like a mike tolbert type that is going to be like an end zone vulture and a short yardage specialist but like i i just feel like his skill set represents so much more than that yeah I agree, and uh, and I think that this guy, yeah, if he had caught more passes, and they clearly in this last year were trying to give him that opportunity, 
Um, I don't have drops in front of me, so you know I don't know exactly how that went. But like, I think this guy is yeah. It, whoever gets him, if they use him correctly, he is going to be somebody that is valuable in fantasy football. And frankly, he's probably going to go up boards depending on the draft capital that's put into him and the landing spot that he ends at. Um, I I really like him too. Uh, he was twenty eight on my board, so I actually have a, another running back in front of him. But um, I really, really liked him. And uh, he's he's somebody, dude, yeah, that like you said, since his freshman year with that ridiculous production, uh, he was a little hurt his sophomore year. And, and so he only played 10 games. But still, like he's averaged over five yards a carry on a bad team getting the ball 300 times a year. Yeah. And, that, and that's just, uh, that's really impressive. And so I, agree. I, I think he is somebody that, yeah, I mean, he's probably too far down our boards. Maybe that says something about how much we like the other guys compared to him. But he uh, he's he's legit and he is an NFL player. And wherever he ends up, uh, you know, I don't know. He's probably an early day three guy would, would, would be my guess um, unless he just blows up the combine, uh, which which he may do given how strong this man is. And uh, so I don't know if you have anything else to add on him, but uh, I, I love AJ Dillon too. And, and like I said, maybe he should have even been in, in the back half of my, my second round. Yeah. I don't know, man. And I, I do want to touch on that because it's like, uh, you know, you talk about maybe we have him too late. I agree with that. I, you know, I, I think if I truly believe what I say here about like his ability to learn the passing game at the next level, then he should be higher on my board. Some of this is, a little bit of hesitation because of where I have seen some other people have him. Um, and so I don't know, maybe I'm going to try and shirk some of that off and, and bump him up a little bit. We'll see. Oh, uh, we'll see. Or at least I'll wait for the combine and, and, and see how that impacts things. Fair enough. Uh, anything else you want to add on AJ Dillon before I get to my number 27? Now let's go. My number 27 is, uh, is another running back. Uh, so like I said, I have A.J. Dillon at 28, so I totally agree with you, but uh, I like this guy more. And his name oh. is LaMichael Pirine, running back, Florida. Um, are you familiar with, with LaMichael Pirine? Ben? I am familiar with LaMichael Pirine. I actually, you and, you and me are pretty close on him. I've got him at 29. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Uh, so I'm just going to dig in here a little bit on him. Uh, 5'11", 218, so NFL running back size. He is the cousin of Samaj P. Ryan and the cousin of Miles Jack. It's good pedigree right there. That is. That is good Good pedigree. Um, so, like I said, meant, uh, he is built like an NFL running back. I think he has good vision. He's a tough tackle. Uh, he has the side-to-side lateral quickness that I like to see. Um, his top end speed looks pretty good. I think, uh, you know, mid to high four fives, not, uh, not, not the best. Um, but he is somebody who, you know, Florida hasn't been great at football over the last few years. I think everybody kind of knows that, but, um, what was exciting to me, uh, about him was the amount of work that he got in the passing game this year. He caught 40 balls for 262 yards and five touchdowns. Uh, and in previous years, uh, he had uh, another, you know, 30, 30 receptions uh, in the uh, in the other years of, of his career at Florida. So he's somebody who has gotten a lot of passing down work. Uh, I think he's a smooth pass catcher and uh, that and that receiving production puts him uh, to me. He's another guy that, like I said, could it's probably going to end up in, in my second round, uh, depending on on how the combine goes. But uh, as I watched him more, I I really uh, I really liked his game. Yeah, I like his game too. Um, you know, I, uh, I I think he he looks pretty quick. I'm not going to sit there and say you know that he's a burner. I think he's faster than high four fives. I think he's maybe more like low four fives. Uh, he certainly was able to rip off uh, some pretty long touchdowns. So he's at least got that functional long speed yeah um outran dbs which is always like the thing that that i'm you know i'm sure people have heard me mention that on on several podcasts but like when i'm watching the tape 
is he outrunning these these defensive backs to to take it to the house? You know, and and um, saw that from both AJ Dillon and him when when watching them both. Yeah, yeah, um, and I, dude, I do think that he looks like a good athlete though. I he's got uh, you know like a kind of slinky athleticism to him. Yeah, you know, it's kind of like smooth, bendy at the joints type of thing. There's a little bit of his running style actually that does remind me of Carry On. Um, yeah, the lateral the lateral quickness for mm-hmm, sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, I see that too. I definitely do. Um, yeah, you know, I he didn't he didn't get uh, what were you saying about his passing work? Because I've got here that he was only like a five point nine percent of the passing game passing. Uh, in his senior year here, he caught 40 receptions for 262 yards and five touchdowns. So that's only, you know, that's less, that was all, pretty much all dump downs is what it looks like. Cause that's less than seven yards of reception. But, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I mean, 40, 40 receptions is, is, is pretty legitimate in the years before that he only had 13, 10 and nine. Uh, each one of those though, he had, you know, more, uh, a higher average that it's funny that, he like had nine for 161 as a freshman, uh, 13 for 170 as a junior. So like much higher average on, on those receptions, not as many dump downs. But um, I think Florida was bad and they were behind in a lot of games and they were throwing a lot. And, and that's where a lot of those dump downs came from. But he uh, had good. I thought he was a smooth pass catcher and, and did you know some good things in the open field with with those balls. Yeah, I'm looking at this now to verify and my numbers in here are wrong. So it's like, yeah, he got a lot of footballs. Absolutely true. I mean, I've got notes that he looks good catching the football. Um, I do think he doesn't quite play to his size. And this is like a complaint that I also had a little bit about Keyshawn Vaughn, uh, where it's like their weights are exactly where you'd want for like an NFL feature back, but they aren't necessarily utilizing that weight to, you know, maximum advantage. Um, Yeah, that's fair. But otherwise, man, you know, I, I think he's an exciting guy. And certainly, you know, this is a top-heavy running back class, but it's not a deep one. And so there's a chance this guy ends up in the second round also just for that reason. Um, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. All right. Uh, anything else you want to add on uh, on LaMichael? All right. Do you want to go ahead and uh, dig into your 28? Because mine is A.J. Dillon. Sure. Uh, my 28 is Donovan Peoples-Jones, wide receiver from Michigan. All right. All right. Um, I mean, dude, mostly I I like how exciting he is as an open space player. And, you know, he's obviously one of those guys that they have schemed to try and get the football into his hands. They did punt returns and, and kick returns. Um he is dynamic in, in open space. Um, I think he's got good functional deep speed and, you know, can high point the football. And, you know, obviously he's got good size. He's at 6'2", 207. Um, yeah, he's an athletic uh, freak. Athle- yeah, athletic I, you know, freak. He was a five-star, yeah, right? He, he was a five-star, man. I, you know, and he looks, he looks tough out there. He's not afraid to sacrifice his body. There's, there's a lot of good things going for him. There's also a lot of like red flags and like one of them is, yes, he was a five-star and he was a Debbie darling. A lot of people were on him after his rookie year. Um, but you know, he never quite had that breakout. Um, you, I mean, I, you know, you, you say that I have his production in front of me and in his three years of college, he had a total of 1,300 receiving yards. Yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. I mean, they, they've got him down here. Like, if you looked him up on Player Profiler to see what his breakout age is, they've got it at 19.5. Technically, they didn't throw the football a ton. His sophomore year, when he had 612 receiving yards, that was enough to qualify for a breakout. Um, but, you know, I mean, he went from that to then 438 this past year, and it's just like at no point was this ever – meeting expectations. Um, I think he's still a pretty raw player and has a lot of work that he would need to do, but from like a kind of athletic physical standpoint or whatever, you know, he's got, he's got some, I'm not going to say totally elite, but some relatively elite traits. And, um, you know, he could be an interesting project wide receiver for somebody. Six, two, two Oh eight. I mean, yeah, man, he is like your prototypical NFL wide receiver. And if there was any real production, um, I mean, you again, you mentioned his breakout age. Um, I forget exactly how that is uh, calculated, but... It's when you have over 20% of the receiving production for your team. Okay. Is okay. what it's considered a breakout. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, you know, Michigan didn't pass the ball a ton, but I mean, every year he was outproduced by another wide receiver while while he was there. Um, he is somebody I would have loved to see just one year of of legitimate production, you know, really good production. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, he I never mean, caught this, more than this, 50 passes, either 47 no, this is as the problem, a sophomore. James. There was never really that opportunity. Like, even this past year, he had a 25% market share in the passing game, which, like, granted, is not, like, huge by any stretch of the imagination. No, nothing to be lauded. I mean, that's, like, 37th percentile. But keep in mind that it's like, okay, so what do we just sit there and say that he had this year? 438 yards? That means that they threw for less than 2,000 yards. It's like, you know, I it's it's going to be difficult for a guy like that to ever put up, a, like, a 1,000-yard type of season or whatever. Um, I say that, I you know, I do think that there's absolutely... Yes, he should have had, had a higher market share if he, if he was this elite prospect or whatever. But yeah, the team did him no favors. It was a difficult situation. But yeah, he does, uh, you know, circling back here, kind of James guys, returns, kicks, and punts. has taken some mm -hmm. of those to the house too. Yeah, they definitely tried to, uh, to get the ball in his hands. Had a few rushing attempts every year too uh, in getting him the ball. You know, I, um, yeah, he's somebody who at the next level could take the next step. He would be a project for anybody. I worry about that athleticism, getting him overdrafted and landing in a situation where he's going to be expected to produce right away because he's not the cleanest route runner, um, and that and that worries me. But I mean, dude, the guy the guy tracks the ball well, deep, high points the ball. Um, you know, again, I know that the, they haven't been been passed first, but he's somebody who I would have expected to be like the lead dog in in the offense. Um, I've got one of those here at, at, at my 29, which, which I'll get to, which is a similar uh, run-heavy offense. And I just um, – so that's just what really worries me about, about his, his production is, is the biggest thing that scares me. Everything else about this guy and his uh, profile, you know, he, he's the kind of wide receiver that both of us would love. Um, I and, agree. And so I'm hoping again, you know, 6'2, 208. I bet he'll do pretty legitimate at the combine. And he's somebody who, you know, will probably jump into that day two discussion. And that's going to be a little crazy to me, considering, you know, all the other wide receivers in this class. But, um, you know, I, I like him. Uh, again, the production just scares me. And that's why I had him all the way down at 34. So, ooh, 34. 34. Yeah, with a few other wide receivers in in, in front of him here, but um yeah, I again, he's somebody who like he would be a prospect and like you mentioned, I had the exact same thing about him being a uh, Devi Darling. I mean, he was somebody who in Debbie leagues after his freshman year especially was getting snatched up all over the place. Mhm. Mm so, um and you know, those yeah, are I'll those are guys to to target. Too, you know the former Debbie Darlings that have a little bit of a regression, but the problem is, 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 is really you know where where is that legitimate production? Um, so that's just that's just how I feel about him. But uh, that may that's change fine. as I as the process goes on. Um, I know that I'm lower on him than uh, than consensus right now, and and it's really just that that production that's uh, that's that's scaring me away a little bit. Yeah, that's fine, and I am gonna openly admit here that I did a decent amount of ignoring production here in my third round. And like a, a lot of that is I'm just, I'm watching these guys. I'm trying to see re realistically how I think their skill sets are going to translate to the next level. And I'm trying to be understanding of some of these team situations. Um, but I, I get where you're coming from. I, you, you certainly want to see it. Yeah. You know, at least one year or something like that, you know? Yeah. Um, and that's, that's really so. what scares me. Um, Fair. Anything, uh, anything else to add here? Um, on uh, on your twenty eight. No. Okay, and uh, at twenty nine, you uh, you had Lamichael P. Ryan, correct? I did. Okay, so I'll go ahead and get into mine here, uh, and he is uh, somebody who, again, when you're talking about production, being in a run heavy offense, I uh, the the production that I saw from this guy this last year is what I wanted to see from Donovan people Jones at, at some point during his career. Uh, the guy that I have at 29 is Quintez Cephas <laughs> wide receiver, Wisconsin. I, uh, the funny part about this, James is like, that's, that's high on him. I have him at 30. 
So okay, uh, you and I are in lockstep on this, and yeah, I'm excited to talk about this guy. I, I like am not surprised that you also had him high. So go ahead. Yeah, so six one two oh seven. Uh, he looks thicker than that. I I don't. Maybe maybe I'm a little crazy. Maybe he's wearing one of those. Uh, it's like the vest thing that he's wearing or whatever. But I, he's got that thick build. Um, he's a good catcher with his hands. Uh, he caught a lot of deep balls and did a great job of, uh, of tracking them. He was the Wisconsin pass catcher, uh, this year he had, um, when I talk about production that I want to see from, from a wide receiver in a, uh, in a run heavy offense, he had 59 receptions for 900 yards and seven touchdowns this year. And, uh, and that's, he was the dude at wide receiver for Wisconsin this season. And, um, and that's, that's what I love to see. I think he's a good athlete. Um, I'll be very interested to hear what you have on, on his numbers and everything here, but I, I do like him. Uh, he goes over the middle. Um, and I think he would have had a much better production profile if, you know, he was in an offense that, that wasn't so, um, so run heavy. So, sure. uh, so he's somebody that, that, that I really like, I mean, again, having him at, at, uh, at 20, uh, at 29, like I do, I guess it's just one ahead of you. I thought, I, you know, he's somebody who I may end up moving, moving more to, I mean, all these guys in the third I round, you know, he's, uh, you know, you and I both, uh, had a little, uh, back and forth jerk off session about Devin Duvernay, um, in, in the last, uh, episode or a few episodes about ago, uh, Quintez Cephas is another guy for me that uh, it sounds like with you having him at 30, we're both much higher on him than, uh, than the Dynasty community right now. And, uh, and I think that they will catch up eventually because uh, this guy's a baller. Dude, he is a baller. And um, yeah, you had mentioned that the offense that he was in, uh, uh, you know, obviously Wisconsin ran the football. Jonathan Taylor was an ab- absolute machine. And, you know, that was the centerpiece of their offense. Um, and so he didn't get a ton of looks. I mean, this is a guy that did end up having a 35.7% market share. That's a 70th percentile, um, which is very good. Um, you know, you had mentioned that, yes, part of part of his produ- the problems with his production profile were, you know, the fact that he was with Wisconsin. But, like, also, I'm not sure if you noticed this or not, but he didn't play the entire 2018 season. Uh, he had sexual assault charges uh, filed against him and was suspended from the team for that entire year. He ended up getting acquitted um, and they allowed him to rejoin the team, but that's why he was going through all of 2018. And then he actually missed the last handful of games in 2017 as well, because he broke his leg. So it's like, there's been a couple of uh, uh, yeah, mm. unfortunate circumstances here for this guy uh, affecting things. And like, I do think that that is kind of artificially pushing down his draft stock right now. I'm not sure how much NFL teams are going to see through it to the player that's on tape, but like, this is a guy that, you know, without some of those, um, I don't even know that I want to call them red flags, but kind of, uh, you know, he should be, or could be higher on this list. Um, I do think he's going to be an athlete. I mean, I've got him as probably like high four fours and like a 38 inch vertical or something like that. I mean, I I thought he looked really really athletic was nasty. Yeah. Oh, dude, he's yeah. he's explosive, man. I mean, like he has got great side to side lateral movements. Uh, he's very very sudden, and that's the part about him that I found the most exciting. I mean, I I think that he had uh, like noticeable suddenness to his routes. His start stop is very good, very quick. I agree. Um, I mean, there's stuff there's stuff that he still needs to get cleaned up, but I think from a physical standpoint, uh, all the tools are there. Uh, you know, for a guy that you know it, this this could be the guy with the biggest upside that we're going to mention today. You know. Yeah, and uh, and I clearly didn't do all of the research that I needed to around this guy. I didn't I didn't realize that that 2018 um, was was because of that um, that accusation and, and and him getting you know acquitted. Obviously, bodes well for uh, for his prospects. But that I mean that is that is a red flag. That is something that, I mean, that dude, definitely concerns I, me. Um, this is one of those things. It's a problem with society in general, but it's like, yeah, man, once you've been accused of that, even once you get acquitted, that's kind of a dark cloud that's going to hover over you. And I, I, I think we'd be kidding ourselves if we thought that that wasn't going to somehow affect his, his draft status 
in some manner acquittal or not. So yeah, I think uh, I think I think it will. It will definitely be something uh, you know from a character perspective that that teams are uh, are going to keep an eye on, he- and heavily really investigating. Depend- yeah, yeah, and uh, and yeah, and there's going to be he's going to be somebody who at the combine his interviews are going to be more important than uh, than even his combine testing and those conversations yeah. with those teams. Uh, and honestly, uh, I need to check and see. He may not be a participant in the combine. I guess oh, maybe man. I, he was. He was. A, uh, let's look it up real quick. But yeah, man, he was acquitted. And it's one of those things where it's like we shouldn't even be talking about. Oh, this guy is going to be, you know, whatever lower draft capital because of all of this. We shouldn't even be talking about. It. He was acquitted. I, you know, it's like that should mean something. That should mean that this guy is like, you know, like he didn't commit any crime like any of these other guys kind of thing. Um, I'm just double checking here though. Yep. Um, but yeah, no, he's, he's going, he's going to be there. He's going to be there. Okay. He's going to be there. Okay. So the, yeah, the acquittal, uh, allows, allows him to be there instead yeah. of, yeah. instead of not. So, yes. Um, so anyways, uh, I like, I like his athleticism. I like his build, you know, six one two oh seven Like you mentioned, he is kind of like in that new kind of thick wide receiver build, uh, like you said, you thought he might even be bigger than that. I don't disagree. So it's like, I, I think he is an exciting player. I think you and I are both probably likely to, to bump him up, especially if he performs at the combine like I think he might. For sure. Uh, so that's my 29. Who uh, who did yeah. you have at 29? Um, I had LaMichael P. Ryan at 29. Okay. Um, and then I had Quintez Cephas at 30. Um, and then my 31 is actually a guy that you had in uh, last week's episode. Uh, it's Lynn Bowden. That's who you have and at 30? Just, that's who I have at 30. I'll probably just refer people back to last week's episode. Was Did you cover him in last week's episode? Or oh, did yeah. Ranked? Yeah, I did. I had him at uh, 21. Uh, any anything that you want to add on him? Um, I know you were you were pretty skeptical with with me having him at twenty one. Um, uh, other than yeah, referring no, the I, people back, uh, anything that changed kind of over the last week watching him a little bit more? Not really. I mean, I, I kind of touched on my concerns with him uh, on the last episode, but it's it's mostly uh, you know that I am I am not sure yet whether this guy is an athlete without a position or. Um, you know, if, if he could legitimately make the transition to a full-time wide receiver. So I, you know, and for those reasons, I do think he's an exciting athlete and all of that. And obviously that team wanted to put the football in his hands, but yep. um, I think he, I think he's a huge project right now. So fair enough. All right. Well, the, uh, the last guy, then I guess that covers your 30. So the last guy uh, as, as a part of this episode, uh, my number 30 is Michael Warren, the second running back Cincinnati. Nice. Um, I've got it. I've got him at thirty-two. Okay. All right. So, uh, so yeah, just just a, just a few behind me. Um, so this is a guy, another one of these like built like an NFL running back. I've got him at 222. Any uh, any questions, concerns around around that weight? Uh, I know sometimes we're a few pounds off, but um, he's uh, he's 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 a pretty big boy. Uh, this is somebody who had elite high school production and was a former Mr. Ohio uh, in football. So that's uh, that's exciting. Um, a little concerning that he still ended up at Cincinnati, but um, somebody who, man, his production here in college is uh, is is really legitimate. So he. Um, over the last two seasons, ran for over 2,500 yards and 33 touchdowns and also had over 20 receptions uh, in, in the passing game each of the last two years also. So um, great production. I mean, I know in the American Conference, that's going to push him down a little bit, but somebody who, who really produced at the college level, um, I think he has good vision. He is uh, pretty shifty, has that lateral quickness, uh, and can make the first guy miss. Um, his lateral movement in general is is really good, the way that he's able to go side to side. Uh, I think the top end speed is lacking. Uh, watching him getting chased down um, in the American uh, is a little bit concerning. Uh, like I said, he uh, he ha- he's a good pass catcher, um, has a decent amount of reps in the passing game. 
Uh, and I think he is a, a tough tackle because of those subtle, sudden movements. Uh, I think he's somebody who, you know, kind of as you've referenced with, with some of these other running backs that doesn't really play up to that size. He's he's more like shifty than 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 blowing people up at, at 5'11", 220, which is a little a little concerning. Um, but I, uh, I I definitely like this guy. And, and, and like you mentioned, with this running back class being as top heavy as it is, uh, he's another guy that I could see getting getting bumped into the second round based on uh, on how he does at the combine, and then you know ultimately what sort of uh, uh, draft capital and, and landing spot happens with this guy. So, uh, mm-hmm. anything to add here? Um, yeah, I you know agree with most of what you said. Obviously, um, I don't know if you're aware of this or not. His nickname is the Hammer, and you know it's one of those things where it's like as I'm watching it, it's like man, you really wish a guy who's nicknamed the Hammer. Would actually like hammer dudes a little bit more. I, you know, yeah, he I thought he, that, that's, that's not his game at all. Uh, no, I mean, I he he can run physical and you know, he's a he's a tough tackle and he can get skinny between the tackles and things like that. I think his vision's good and I, you know, there's there's a lot of interesting things about him, but like, no, I, I wouldn't, yeah, I mean, he's not he's not hammering guys. Uh, and uh, I, you know, he does on paper, uh, those are good height weight numbers i do think he doesn't quite play up to them i dude i kind of think his legs look small i i think he might be like top heavy with how his weight is distributed and like that's not exactly what you're looking for with the running back with the running back it's like dude stack all that weight in the legs yep. you know yeah for sure um and i, I agree with so, you on that i don't know he's one of those guys man where it's like i like his profile a lot more on paper than, than i actually like what i'm seeing on film um i'm gonna be i'm gonna be interested to see what he runs at the combine but you know there's a chance that in my mind Michael Warren is is got like jag written all over him for the NFL and that like you know I'm just not going to be I'm not going to be overly interested but at a certain point here it's like you're hard pressed to find a major conference running back with with the height weight and production profile that he's got at this point in the draft and so you know there's at least some value there for that reason so for sure uh anything you want to add here on 30 uh before we do uh, a a quick recap and uh, and say goodbye to the people all right. Uh, I'm just going to, we, we've done this on past episodes, just quickly run through the, the prospects that, uh, that I mentioned here at 25 through 30. So uh, I have at 25, Tua Tagovailoa, 26, Michael Pittman, 27, LaMichael Pirine, 28, AJ Dillon, 29, Quintez Cephas, and 30, Michael Warren II. Sweet. I have 25, Anthony McFarland, 26, Eno Benjamin, 27, A.J. Dillon, 28, Donovan Peoples-Jones, 29, LaMichael Pirine, and 30, Quintez Cephas. That's great. Everyone, thank you for joining us today as we covered our uh, first half of the third round prospects. Please remember to rate, subscribe, and review. We're, uh, we're, we're going to mention that a lot. We, uh, you know, we love the people that are, that are participating uh, and that are listening to us to you know get engaged with uh, with our content. So leave comments. Any any comments that we do see from people, if you leave a question, uh, we will get to that at the end of each one of these podcasts. Um, and you can find us at anywhere that you do listen to podcasts. So uh, thank you everybody uh, from Ben and I for for joining us today, and uh, be on the lookout for our next episode where we cover the. Uh, the second half of our third round prospects, uh, numbers 31 through 36.